Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Well, we made it. Wildcard weekend is behind us, and what a wild weekend it was. Let's start with the Saturday games. We won't go through them in depth, but we'll just tell you. Houston taking down the Buffalo Bills in overtime, 22-19. to Josh Allen, man, taking a couple sacks at the end of the game. The play calling, questionable for Sean McDermott, but... It ended up in the favor of the Texans and Coach Bill O'Brien. They advance to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in the divisional round. And, of course, the dynasty is over, question mark. The Titans taking down the Patriots 20-13. to Brady, uh, his future is coming into question. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But the Titans advance to the divisional, taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Let's talk about the games from last night, guys. Another shocker. This one also went into overtime like the Bills and Texans. Minnesota taking down the Saints 26-20. to There goes my ticket for the the Super Bowl winner in the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but th- th- that's the nature of the biz, right, guys? Kirk Cousins finally gets it done in a big game. 242 yards, one touchdown, only took two sacks. Uh, leading rusher for the Vikings was actually Dalvin Cook. Questionable heading into the week about whether his injury was going to affect him. Well, it certainly didn't. 28 carries, 94 yards, and two touchdowns on the day. And Adam Thielen, we saw the big play he made that essentially won them the game. You got a feeling that they were advancing towards the divisional round and... Yep. You had the right feeling because Adam Thielen <laughs> led the way with seven catches and 129 yards. What a play that was. Kirk Cousins threw it right on the money. It almost went into the end zone. Um, but kudos to Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen on that connection. On the other side for the Saints, Drew Brees only 208 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Leading rusher for the Saints? Yeah, it wasn't Alvin Kamara. It was Taysom Hill with 40, uh, four carries, five, uh, 50 yards. Excuse me. He also had the only touchdown catch from Drew Brees. He had uh, he finished the day with two catches, 25 yards, and a score. But Michael Thomas led the way, seven catches for 70 yards on the day. Uh, one fumble lost on the Saints as well as the Vikings. But in the end of the day, overtime went to the Vikings, and they will be advancing to the divisional round. Now let's go into another crazy game. The Seahawks taking out the Eagles 17-9. to Russell Wilson had 325 yards, one touchdown. He was also their leading rusher with 45 yards on nine carries. But Marshawn Lynch, the big name, he only had seven carries, but he got it into the end zone. A well-deserved run. He got pushed back, and he made his way back, and then saw a little bit of old beast mode in that touchdown run. And who led the way for the Seahawks receiving? Well, it was the rookie stud. Seven catches, 160 yards, one touchdown for DK Metcalf. What a day for him. Tyler Lockett followed with 62 yards on four catches. For the Eagles, man, Carson Wentz in his first career playoff start, well, he got knocked out of the game. Davion Clowney, his hit. Two Wentz was questionable, but there was no flag. Uh, Josh McCowan stepped in 174 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he took six sacks. Miles Sanders led the way for the Eagles on the ground. 14 carries, 69 yards, no score. Uh, For the Eagles receiving, it was Dallas Goddard who stepped in as Ertz. Zach Ertz was a little injured, but he still got involved. Ertz had actually 44 yards, but Dallas Goddard had 73 yards on seven catches. Also, three fumbles for the Eagles, two from 
Josh McCown, one from Carson Wentz, ultimately uh, d- did them in, and the Seahawks will be advancing to the divisional round uh, next week. Let's talk about some NFL coaching carousel movements, guys. The Cowboys, here, get this. You guys got a kick out of this. They're focused on a proven NFL coach to replace Jason Garrett. They're intensely focused, guys. It says here, intensely focused on finding a head coach who had extensive NFL experience and a track record of success. So Green Bay's former head coach, Mike McCarthy, makes sense. And then Cincinnati Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis, who can never make it out of the playoffs, wild card round, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I guess they see that as success. That's still further than Jason Garrett. I see, yeah, but I guess they see success <laughs> as getting there but not getting over the hump. But, hey, you know, I'm not the Dallas Cowboys, so their search will continue. But this also eliminates any, you know, I guess head coaches from the college circuit. You know, Oklahoma's Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Baylor's Matt Rule, Florida's Dan Mullen. So they're probably going to stick with an NFL. We'll oh, you re- Oh, you don't think uh, – you think you they'll just know. say, screw it, no? You never know. Yeah, you, you never know. know. It's the Cowboys, right? I mean, we can never really predict what's going to happen with Dallas. Um, but I think uh, they're going to stay in the NFL, see an experienced coach. Mike McCarthy's a good fit, uh, so we'll see what happens in the Dallas Cowboys head coach search. Speaking of the search, it may not be for a head coach, but possibly for a quarterback, as Pat's owner, Robert Kraft's hope and prayer is that Tom Brady re-signs for the first time in nearly, I guess, what, two decades? New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft enters the offseason not sure who will be quarterbacking his team. Tom Brady, uh, when he's asked about Tom Brady, he said, quote, my hope and prayer is, number one, he plays for the Patriots. Or, number two, he retires. But obviously, we all know Joe Montana, Joe Namath. These guys, they want money. They'll go to another team if they're willing to offer them money. But, I mean, Brady's, what, 41, 42 Brady's now? <laughs> is he going to... Uh, he wants what? I mean, he wants he a lot of money. Pay, you know, we'll see. we'll see what happens. I mean, he's he's, he's forty one years old. Yeah, McDaniel's has a huge play in that. But we'll see what happens. The coaching carousel continues to go around and round. I'm going to send it back to the crew on Makery and helping you win some cash this Monday morning. The Sports Grid Network. Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour two here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Renarius, Dane Martinez here on this Monday, January the 6th. Welcome into 2020, people. And uh, we've got ourselves... We got ourselves some divisional matchups here coming up. Uh, it is all set Saturday and Sunday. Once again, double header as uh, the teams that had uh, a little, uh, little, a little off day, a little, a uh, little yeah. breather. will uh, will be back in action. And sometimes that works uh, in your favor and other times it doesn't necessarily work. And uh, I will say this uh, teams coming off a first round by since 2003, 43 and 52 against the number, guys, 45.3%. And I say this because you have uh, you have a couple of double-digit dogs at some particular point here over the uh, last couple of days. Uh, certainly it looks like that as Tennessee opened yep. up as a double-digit dog. Uh, it has since, in some places, been uh, down as low as eight. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of nines. Uh, same thing with the Texans, who... Uh, we're given the benefit of the doubt by odds makers, by the way. It looked like they were uh, they were being an eight-point underdog. Kansas City was uh, going to lay eight, but, yeah, I'm seeing 11s now in a lot of places. <laughs> so, yeah, um, a lot of people don't think they're not giving them a shot. And the total's also interesting. 
You had mentioned 49 uh, there for that Kansas City-Houston game, uh, 46, 45, 46 in the other game. And the only reason I bring up the totals, guys, is that we had told you going into wildcard weekend how profitable unders have been, and they went another 4-0 to the under this weekend. So this past weekend, keep an eye on that. We, We say defense wins championships, Dane. How much more do we have to see before we realize... Yeah, your defense better show up if you're going to have any shot at winning here. Yeah, and let's look at the defenses that enter the fray next weekend as well, Joe. I mean, San Francisco has been that defense all year. We've been talking about that. Joe, you know that, and we have both said that the trendy hot defense Mm -hmm. are the two seeds in both conferences, right? We've said we've seen improvement out of that Kansas City defense. We say we've seen improvement out of the Green Bay defense. And I actually, I personally think both of those defenses get good matchups based on the offensive line of the opponent or what the other team's trying to do. And keep in mind, guys, J.J. Watt was a difference maker for that defense. And it's a different defense with him in the lineup. So... Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. A big announcement uh, coming up at noon here today. Not really, but uh, apparently uh, Nick Saban will sit down next to Tua and they will uh, let the world know his intentions for the upcoming uh, NFL draft. And, of course, now uh, speculation because Nick is going to be there. Is that, oh, is he coming back? Could it possibly Hmm. be? That's why he, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely never going to happen. And it's not going to happen because if uh, if he doesn't go in the top of the draft somewhere, he's got two and a half million dollars in insurance policy coming his way. Uh, That's life changing money here, guys. One way or the other, uh, he's not going to thumb his nose up at two and a half million dollars to come back and uh, play for Nick Saban for another year and run the risk of getting hurt again. Not going to happen. So. Uh, This is just part of the process. But at noon, I'm sure a lot of eyes will be on the uh, press conference and Bama fans will be like, uh, oh, is he could he come back? Yeah, yeah, no. And by the way, what did you want? Why did Jones do such a bad job in uh, against Michigan that, uh, you know, this kid looked like he did a pretty darn good job. Not to mention you got every five star recruit in the country coming your way. Right. Like, stop (laughs) it. Like, he's not giving up two and a half million dollars. If he doesn't get drafted, like, yeah, no, guys. Now, he's going to the draft. I think he's doing it in just a, um, you know, a nice way of saying, uh, so you guys will leave us all alone. Let's get this out of the way and and be good to go. Yeah. And, you know, I also, Joe, over the weekend, you know, I'm flipping through channels. I saw, like, the East-West High School All-American game. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's probably like 20 players in that on that game that's going to be on Alabama also. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I like, mean? So yeah, let's on. not come end. On. Joe, remember, it's very in vogue now to look the transfer route for quarterbacks as well. Mm -hmm. So Nick Saban has options. 
Yes. Yeah. No. And I'm sure Nick's like, hey, this is great. Thanks, too. It's been yeah. great. Thanks for the national chant. Time to go on. Uh, you, you go ahead. Go along. Two and a half million dollars. Uh, take it. That's it. If he falls outside of, uh, you know, the top uh, third of the draft, which I doubt very much he will will. But I think he'll also give some sort of update on his on his health. His this could. Yeah. yeah, this could be a very well uh, one of those. Get as many eyeballs on me, uh, right. you know, and get people talking because the draft, this will only help his stock. I'm sure of that because out of sight, out of mind, let's face it, out of sight, out of mind. And Joe Burrow is coming up to play in a week from uh, today as well. And there's going to be a lot of talk about we saw, of course, uh, what uh, what the kid from Oregon can do. And that uh, that come from behind win, which was awesome. Nobody's talking to him. Nobody's seen him on the field. And you know how that is. The drafts in April, Dan. Out of sight, out of mind here. Got to get some people talking about Tua again, but a lot of that is going to depend. How much do you trust the hip in this situation? I don't think teams will trust the hip for yeah. his rookie year, you know, and I think that's okay. You know, I think that this will be a situation. Remember, Joe, back in the day, rookie quarterbacks didn't play right away. They sat right. and watched. You know, and right. so I think that'll be fine to be to a situation. And there will be a team that I think trades up to try and get him or maybe, you know, sitting there with the Dolphins at five or the right. Chargers at six. Someone will take him and it'll be fine for him to have a red shirt here. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll uh, he'll be just fine one way or the other uh, for sure. And uh, listen, with any of these guys, it all depends on where you go. That's just as important as anything else. Uh, because having a system in place and having coaching and everything else, it certainly matters in the NFL. And there's no way around it, guys. It's going to be a topic of conversation from now until forever. Uh, where is Tom Brady going? Who is he going with? What's it going to be? And uh, even yesterday, you know, after the fact, today, all you're going to hear about Tom Brady, where is he going? Where is he going? I, I Robert Kraft's already laying the foundation of I. I'd really love him back, you know. If we, if we I hope he uh, retires. It comes back. Brady's already also released the fact that he's not given a hometown discount, so money's going to come into play. But more than anything else, I think this year the issues for New England all started when they lost three of their five starting linemen before the year started. There, in one way or the other, that that was where the downfall. Started. They also opted. Listen, they they took a swing and they missed with uh, with a B, uh, and they never really recovered. We told you they traded Hollister uh, to Seattle, and Josh that Gordon was the only as well. Yeah, like the only tight end that you had, and uh, you know the kid goes to Seattle and he finds success. So I think the cupboards. I'm not going to say they're bare, but they're old in New England. And yeah. if Tom Brady really wants to give another run, he's going to have some options here. There are going to be teams that want to sell seats, that want to sell merchandise. And if he wants to go back to Cali, he can go. He can go to Vegas. He can go to Cali. I think there'll be a bunch of places that'll go. I wouldn't sleep on Denver either. Um, you know, we've seen Elway in this uh, spot here swinging for the fences. So I think he's going to have plenty of options. I think the one option that's completely off the table I don't think he's going back to New England one way or the other, Dane. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think a crit like we all kind of know, right? It's come out. Tom and Bill aren't the best of friends. We know that. 
okay? And I truly believe, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again today, I think Josh McDaniels is a true linchpin of this, okay? Because for almost 20 years, he's had McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. They have, you know, chemistry. McDaniels is a sought-after commodity. Whether he gets a Carolina job or a Cleveland job or the Giants job or whatever, I truly doubt that Tom Brady will want to sack up at age 43 and have to do it um, with the new coordinator. So if he goes, he may go somewhere else. I continue to say, Joe, promise me the week between the championship game and the Super Bowl where there's no games to preview. We got to play the game because there's like 10 or 11 quarterbacks, okay? And we got to figure out if we think they're going, what openings that establishes and sort of try to project where these teams could go, you know, and, and who could be a fit somewhere. You talk about the West Coast and the Bay teams or Vegas. You've We've made mention about teams like Indianapolis who may move on for Brissett and other other uh, kind of fits that could happen there, like a Phillip Rivers, you know. Mm. So I think it's going to be very interesting once the coaching carousel kind of settles we got to start to project who, where, where's Jameis going to be, you know, mm-hmm. where's Dalton going to be, where's Cam going to be, and who, what does the next head coach in Carolina have to say about that? And yes, you can put names like Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady on the merry-go-round. So it's very interesting to see what teams, what their needs are. And then what is the quarterback that kind of fits those needs? Because you got running quarterbacks out there as well. It's going to be very interesting, Joe. And yes, Brady may be on the merry-go-round. And the fans knew it with their signs. Please come back, Tommy. Patriots started uh, 11 of the 22 players Saturday night are 29 years of age or older. And let us not forget, guys, they opted in the bottom of the first round there. And and this falls on Belichick more than anybody else. Bottom of the first round, guys, they went with uh, Nicole with uh, Nikhil Harry. Right. Yeah. On the board was A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, McCall Hardman, <laughs> Terry sure. McLaurin. Like they, the list goes on, guys. There was a plenty of options for him. Uh, including the guy that, uh, you know, that they schemed to stop there, A.J. Brown, would have looked good in a Patriots uniform. Instead, they went with Nikhil Harry, and you had, I believe, no wide receiver on New England this year outside of Edelman uh, caught more than 30 balls this year. And that tells you everything that you need to know about uh, the weapons that are left. I don't know what they do. I, I yeah, They got to get younger. It's... It's going to be reset time for New England. I don't think the cupboards are totally bare, but it ain't looking it ain't looking good. And if you lose Brady, obviously, right. then then you're then really you're reset just reset. Button. Yeah, then yeah, you're hitting. Re- and then you got to ask, how much longer is Belichick hanging around? Does Belichick really want to go and, and start get like? Ah. It, right, it would not surprise thing, right? me if they all walk away. Has that? That's, uh, every that's one what of I'm them. saying. Josh Belichick. Everybody it's, wipes their hands and says, thanks, Robert. Time to move to start on. Start again at Sorry. the bottom of the mountain. Whether you're yeah. Tom, whether you're McDaniels, whether you're Bill. Yeah. And Bill has always said that he'd love to coach the Giants. Yeah. And maybe Jerry picks up the phone and says, I'll take all three of you. Just saying. The Just month saying. of February will be interesting. <laughs> I can't wait. Always something to talk about. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. All right, guys, make sure you find us on YouTube. You can do so by just searching out Sports Grid Network. You can get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time. Just simply hit that uh, that bell in the upper right-hand corner. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network. And, of course, tell us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And plenty going on here today. You got uh, a whole bunch of NBA games, college hoops games. You do have uh, one bowl game here tonight at 730. So good time for you to get in the game. And you could do so with a DraftKings Sportsbook account because if you're listening or watching right now, well, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. And here's how it works. Pretty simple. Just create yourself a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make your deposit. And then go ahead, place that first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. Now, the offer eligible for all users and new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks, but you got to head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details and as we get ready now that uh now that some of these uh we know who's playing who and where and what and of course a couple of number six seeds are on their way in advancing which is always fun uh you got a five seed uh, also on their way there in the seattle seahawks and some of the all-stars from over the weekend man we're gonna give game balls out here uh dane i i think uh, okay game balls sure I, I think we're going to give game balls. Yeah, obviously, I think okay. Kirk Cousins gets gets number one, right? I think of all I the guys. I don't know about that, Joe. Derrick Henry, baby. Uh, Derrick Henry, yes. Derrick Henry, oh. I would uh, I would say maybe those two then at the very top. I uh, listen, Derrick Henry. Congratulations. Uh, I'd give it more to the Tennessee defense um, myself. Uh, because they're the ones the that, yeah, the all line is, is pretty good too. But I, I listen from a, from a betting perspective, there was no bigger underdog than Kurt Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I mean, it, they're just, there wasn't. So he's going to get it. Derrick Henry's going to get it. I, I don't know. Where do you go? Do you go Wait, Deshaun? You after, do you go Metcalf or Deshaun Watson after that? That's interesting. Um, well, we haven't talked much about that first game yet here, right? Because it happened on Saturday. We right. haven't talked much about it. Deshaun Watson made plays, didn't he? Right, didn't right. he it's make tough. damn plays? Like we say it yep. all the I say it all the time, Joe. Right? Those supermen. And we talk about Russell Wilson making plays. It's about these guys who could do it. Yes, Deshaun Watson absolutely made plays. Like the idea of those two bills that like could have sandwiched him and how he got out of that place right, somehow. Right. But I think JJ Watt was the momentum turner in that game. Honestly, Joe, you know, like that no sack doubt. was huge. No doubt. You know, mm-hmm. their defense holding the bills to field goals in the first half was mm-hmm. huge. Right. But, yeah. um, 
Sure. I ain't mad. Like, how many are we giving out, Joe? Are we well, giving out I, one? I mean, if you're two, giving one a game, if you're going to give one a game, I, I right. is it J.J. Watt or is it Deshaun Watson? Because it's a legitimate point. He only played one half, really. He was nowhere to be found in the first half. I so, think it's Deshaun Watson. I think it's Deshaun right, so Watson. You're, you're, right, you're going to go Deshaun Watson. When the chips so, are down, and I've been saying it all year, right? It's these superhuman guys that make right. plays. And Deshaun Watson did so, and the Texans are still standing. All right, so now let's talk about uh, the opposite of what a game ball would be. Um, and and uh, let's talk to Crash. So, number one, um, Drew Brees, am I, am I saying maybe the most disappointing or top four disappointing players of the uh, of the week? I, I, okay, I, buy I that. mean, I don't know what to tell you. Drew, you turned the ball over that. twice. You threw a pick six. You fumbled. You single-handedly pretty much cost the team the game. No? By that? Sure. Absolutely. And that like in terms of gap of expectation and performance on a negative side, mm-hmm. right. I'll, I'll give you Drew Brees. And I question, we can't consider Carson Wentz in this, right? Because he got hurt. No, not not for guys that get hurt. No. Yeah, okay. you can't. So yeah, give me Drew Brees as the number one booty but prize of the week. Drew Brees over Josh Allen? Yes. Because Josh really? Allen also did yes. Because what we said, Josh Allen, we saw the good and the bad. Right. Yes. Josh Allen made some absolute bonehead plays, laterals, taking sacks, intentional grounding, chucking it up. But we also saw. The great parts of him as well, making big throws, scrambling Mm -hmm. for 20 yards. And if, Joe, we appreciate what Deshaun Watson does or what Patty Mahomes does or what Russell Williams uh, Wilson does when they are making plays or extending plays or going off schedule. You mm-hmm. kind of have to also value when Josh Allen does it. So Allen, Breeze, Brady. trying to think of, but was he really the problem there, or was uh, the drops? I'm thinking there. I yeah, just had a huge drop. Brady huge did throw drop. a pick yep. six at the very end. He did throw up. Yeah, right. But even that game was. Uh, that was one yard line. It was like 20 seconds left. Or, I, I, this could be blasphemous, Joe. Oh, what, what are you doing? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I, I, it was on my mind. It was I, on my mind. A minute and a half with the punts and the penalties. We, oh. we said it yesterday. was great. You know, we've been talking about, oh, Vrabel out Belichick, Belichick. So you yep. got to say it. Also, I would say this, the idea that when they were on the goal line, we're giving the Titans credit for that goal line stand, Joe, right? right? And and you're talking about how, like, coaching and scheme with the uh, Minnesota New Orleans, like, yo, you ran the ball three times, you ran the same exact play, and your former defensive linebacker was on it, and Vrabel knew it. And didn't they call a timeout as well? Yep. Didn't they, before they ran that play? And still weren't able to put it together, so... So, I would also I, give a uh, that that vaunted defense of uh, of New England and the nine million missed tackles that uh, that they have and having no answer for uh, uh, for being able to slow down Derrick Henry when you're the number two defense against the rush and yet there's no excuse for what you guys got mauled. So the defense to me is definitely up there uh, for New England and it's tough for me to pick anybody from Philadelphia because. Wentz got hurt. You know, I mean, like, I mean, who? I wouldn't even like, know any of the guys' names. <laughs> right, but also, like, what do you? 
I, I, I said it with Breeze like it was the difference from expectation to actual performance, right? Right. right and so when right. you look at Philly, like what was the expectation for a guy like Josh McCown? Right. What well, was the was, expectation? Yeah, everything changed. Even for yep. Zach Ertz, he played with two fractured ribs, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's yep. hard for me to put blame on Philly because we said it last hour, right? They embodied that blue-collar town, stuck it out, tried sure, to do sure. it. They just didn't yep. have the horses. No, and, and it's it. But they, you give them credit because they never quit and they were uh, they were in it. They're Still one score list. game. They're not on this Four. kind of list. No, 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 no. But if you are now it, coach of the weekend, um, who did the best coaching job? Was it Vrabel? Was it Mike Zimmer? Was it? I'd go. Was Vrabel. it Pete Carroll? I'd go Vrabel. I'd go Vrabel, then Zimmer, then Carroll. I agree, and then Bill O'Brien's definitely last in there. Um, so it, it's a talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vrabel to be able to do what he did to go into Foxborough, things that were his doing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sure, he kind of went in there and and flipped the script, which is hard to do. I think Zimmer and Zimmer did an amazing. Let's face it, Zimmer did an amazing job dialing up that defense and and answering there when nobody else did. I mean, a lot of teams. Listen, San Francisco's defense, they had to outscore them. They couldn't, you know what I mean? They really, they didn't stop them. Like, yep. what they did yesterday was pretty darn impressive there. So, Zimmer absolutely, I mean, nobody else was even able to stop them outside of, they outscored them, but didn't stop them. Like, he actually stopped them yesterday, which yeah. is crazy to think. Um, to me, the worst coasting job of the weekend how do you let a 16 nothing? How do you, how do you go 19? Uh, uh, you know, you, you give up six, 19 straight unanswered points in the second half. I mean, I love the guy, but you weren't able to help stop the bleeding there at all, McDermott. Like, not at all, you weren't. But even Peyton. then, maybe, maybe Belichick? Belichick, Peyton? He, um, Peyton, too, but, absolutely. Right, that's what I'm saying. Good maybe point. Peyton. Yeah. Yep, uh, Peyton, I mean, we were talking about you were railing on him, Joe, for the entire first hour. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, especially so, I mean, for a dude like your third year in a row in this spot, and the third year you lose exactly the same way. Like, I agree with you. And again, like, this is expectation, right? For me, right. McDermott, listen, they were on the road, they were the underdog, you know. And I believe, Joe, I believe if you're a Bills fan, there's mm -hmm. a lot of quote. You don't want to hear about moral victories right now when it's still fresh. Right. But right, right, right. Josh Allen mm -hmm. is your franchise quarterback. You have an identity, okay? Right. And I believe that. Listen, we're talking about the demise and the downfall of the Patriots. Yep. The Bills win the race to be the team in that division set up to take advantage. You and I were hoping that it'd be Darnold and the Jets, right? That were primed yep. and ascending and ready for right now or a year from now. No, no, no. It's the Buffalo Bills. So to go mm -hmm. back to my big-time narrative all the time, Joe, when I talk about the quarterbacks in the AFC, you now have Patty Mahomes in the West, Deshaun Watson in the South, Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson in the North, and Josh Allen in the East. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, setting, up, uh, it's setting up pretty well there. Yes. And I, I got I to hand it to, I think, uh, Fletcher Cox, I don't think, gets enough credit for Damn what right. that dude is able to do. If and Aaron even Donald in a losing effort, <laughs> yeah, even in a losing effort to be able to hold Seattle to 19 rushing yards and keep your, you know, keep your 40 year old backup quarterback in that game. 
Um, that flight, he's just a, the guy is an absolute beast. And this kid, uh, Daniel Hunter, man, for Minnesota, I don't know where this kid came out of. Holy crap, dude. Like, unmovable. Like, you just, he can't. Him and Everson Griffin, that's a problem. That's a problem, guys. Because they didn't need to blitz anybody. Nobody. <laughs> Those two guys are brutal. God. Uh, hats off to all the winners. And, of course, uh, we'll take a look at these matchups for this week. Ludak coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So it was, um, <laughs> it was such a stress. Though it's so Dallas Cowboys, it really is. the The fact that yesterday we are getting reports about how Jason Garrett like won't leave the building. Like you, you <laughs> apparently he was he was told we're not hiring him, and and it's not a good look at all. By the way, and I'm shocked that it got leaked out the way it did. But, you know, Jay Glazer is just basically throwing Jason Garrett under the bus, making it seem like he's this guy that just refuses to leave the building. And he, like you know, he still lover. wants. A, <laughs> yeah, like he still wants a shot at being able to stay. And, and you know, back in, because quite honestly, we still had not heard definitively outside of Ed right. Werder. We had not heard anything from the Cowboys with just a lot of, well, they're bringing in this guy, they're bringing in that guy. They were interviewing and, other people. Right. So, But, I mean, never anything formal to just really yeah. just pull the Band-Aid off and, and go. It took forever, three days, four. Like, we couldn't. It just goes to show you, and Aikman even said it yesterday. He's like, it just goes to show the level of dysfunction at the very top there that they knew they were moving on from Garrett, and instead of ripping the Band-Aid off, yep. and instead of handling it and doing it, they let it drag out and get to the point where they had to then release a statement yesterday, finally, for last night, after it had already been out that like Garrett is somehow or another groveling for his job. I mean, it was just a terrible look it is. all over the place to go into Sunday when we had heard, what, Thursday or Friday that it was already... It just... It's so Jerry Jones and so Dallas Cowboys. It's uh, it's mind blowing. And you know, Aikman, to his credit, he's had no problem pointing it out over the years too. Just how truly dysfunctional that place is. So I guess Aikman won't be a candidate to be the next Cowboys head coach, huh? No, I think he'd kill Jerry. I I don't. Yeah, you don't yeah. want nothing. You I'll don't want what, nothing though. to do. I'll tell you what. There's another broadcaster out there that's interesting, and that's Tony Romo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Homeboy analyzes everything. I think he's show. I think he is building his stock with what he's yes. doing in the announce booth. But that's a different yep. topic for a different day. For me, you know how Joe, we were saying like we don't uh, condone or appreciate or whatever what Antonio Brown was doing at all, but mm-hmm. the NFL needed to at least let him know what the status was, right? right? It's the same thing for me with Jason Garrett. I'm no fan of Jason Garrett. I know you aren't either, right? But 
puts him behind the eight ball now, right? It because really let's does. say, let's say, and I'm again, I'm not advocating for this, but there's right. some buzz here, Joe, in New York that the Giants could have interest in Garrett. Okay. Right. Now, if you're Jason Garrett, in the same way that teams fire their head coach in the middle of the season to be first to try to interview people first and get the first crack at it, you right. have also, because of what you did last week, hanging this man out to dry, and I'm not saying he's an amazing football coach, but you have now put him behind the eight ball and trying to interview for other jobs that he may right. be interested in. And I think, just like Antonio Brown, I'm not advocating for the man, but I do think clarity, and you just give them the update. You tell them what the status is instead of stringing them along. And that was yeah. real kind of Bush League, in my opinion, from the Dallas Cowboys last week. And it speaks... Absolute Absolutely. volumes to what they now listen. I get it. Jason Garrett was, you know, when you look at the history of Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, it's a very unique, it's a unique situation from the standpoint that when he was still a player, Jerry knew that he wanted to get into coaching. So Jerry would let him sit in the coaching meetings there in his final two years with the Cowboys. So, you know, he's a Stanford or Princeton grad. He's, I, I believe, yeah. Princeton. He's, he's a very smart guy. So Jerry laid the foundation, and then once he was done, you know, he allowed him to sit there and become a coach with the team. You know, he worked. He's been there 20 years. He's given everything he has to Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. So I get the relationship. It's not an easy move to make, but you don't compound that with, with the simple fact of dragging it out and allowing him to get thrown under the bus in the media to look like a complete buffoon, like he's sitting there hovering around asking for spare change out the building. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are you doing? And now now you release a statement saying we you should have released the statement the, the minute before you even interviewed anybody. You should. I mean, he's been there for the whole weekend. Apparently, everything went right. so well with McCarthy. He stayed an extra day. So, like, what huh. are you – what are you doing? So I just don't understand it. But I think if you're a Cowboys fan, if you want to know, I don't care who you hire. The problem remains, guys. And and look no further than how they handled one of their own here in uh, in Jason Garrett. They absolutely left him out to dry. It's like the Knicks with David Fisdale. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 we look at these front offices, and there's there's no. I mean, it's understandable. We see it. We talk about Jacksonville and what happened there. We talk about the Chargers not being ready and prepared to move over. And what are they doing? Mm -hmm. it, we see it so much. And then we talk about also on the other side, Joe, we talk about like well-run organizations. There's no yeah. – it's not confusing that it's a lot of times the same teams that have long runs. And you look at their coaching, their front office, their ownership, yep. right? Um, so it's, it's not surprising. No, it, it and it shouldn't be surprising to anybody, and I don't care who they hire. But I would, in all I'm going to be very, in all I'm going to be interested to see who this is. I mean, who is the candidate for Jerry that they're going to go with? Because they've made it two teams now. By the way, looking for coaches have been on record telling us that they are more interested in looking for people with NFL experience. They their next right. coach with NFL experience. So the Browns have said it, and now the. Uh, and now the Cowboys have also said it. So Brian Dable, I believe, the uh, the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, he is now interviewing with the Browns. Uh, Matt Rule has turned everybody down, except apparently it looks like the Giants uh, is a team that he is willing to meet with. Uh, so that, I'm sure, is going to happen here at some point if it already hasn't done 
uh, which is a whole nother thing. The idea that we keep hearing about all these coaches meeting, which is a little strange to me, Dane. You know what I mean? It's like if you're going to meet with a guy, like meet with him. The less everybody knows, the better. Um, I, you know, I'd be okay with the that. like paparazzi reporters, beat reporters guy. It's not I'm like the team is putting it out skeptical. there. I'm very skeptical of when a team comes out and tells me we're we're not going we're not we're going to focus our attention on NFL experience. Really? Because then what? Is Urban Meyer not a good fit in Ohio at Cleveland? Why? You're not right, going to you're not going to talk. Right. You're right. not going to talk to Urban Meyer. Is that it? So your Urban Meyer's off the table like uh, there should be. We'll talk to anybody. We're, we'll explore. Right. We'll leave no stone left uncovered. Exactly. Right. That's the way it should yep. be. Yep. So to do anything that would yep. limit it would disqualify something that could be a perfect fit. Because I feel like you're you're blowing smoke, like you're trying to misdirect us, and that. So Lincoln Riley is not going to be an interview. He is going to, you know what I mean, Dallas. Like I get Urban. Listen, you fired the general manager. You fired Dorsey in Cleveland because you. Who in the NFL with NFL experience would come in there and have to answer to Dorsey? It ain't going to be Brian Dable. Like you're not firing Dorsey because you're going to bring in Brian Dable. You're firing Dorsey because whoever it is you're going to bring in, you're going to give them complete and utter control of what the hell's going McCarthy, on. McCarthy, McDaniel, one of these names, right? Like one you know? of these bigger, Marvin Lewis potentially even. You know I love Jim Caldwell, Joe, as well. So, Still yeah, that's true. But he, yeah. here's the thing. I did hear uh, Mary Kay Cabot, I believe, said that mm-hmm. he's uh, interested. But in any event, Joe, we also have to remember – that outside of the eight teams that are still playing, right. we have entered the part of the calendar where I don't believe a damn word they say. Okay, yeah, whether it. it's yep. coaching, whether it's free agency on the horizon, draft mm-hmm. prep, all these teams now, unless you're one of the eight teams still playing, they right. are worrying about their personnel, their roster, their salary cap, and their draft picks and their coaching staffs, and they are, you know, it's misdirection, smokescreen time. Because yep. even Joe, someone as like what kind of coach you're interviewing, it says something about who you want to be, right? Any Correct. team that's going to interview Greg Roman. For example, well, that lets you know what kind of free agent quarterbacks they may be in the market for, right? A running right. that lets you know what kind of draft, you know. So I think this is smokescreen central for uh, 24 of the 32 NFL teams. And I think we've entered that phase of the NFL calendar, Joe. So I don't believe a and damn there's thing. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of noise uh, making it seem like Josh McDaniel would leave for Cleveland tomorrow yep. uh, to, to take yep. the job. But he would only do it with total control, which is exactly why they've cleared Clear the the, uh, the way there. And, but the Dallas thing is so intriguing because you're not going to have control. Zero control you're going to have there. And I don't, you know, I get McCarthy is so desperate to get in it, but I think he'll have options. I think McCarthy will have options. Um, Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis to me is just another Jason Garrett. He'll take that job, Dane. And he'll do exactly what Jerry wants him to do at everything across the board. Right. I mean, we watched it for how many years there in Cincinnati? He, he will do whatever. There you go. All right. I'm good to go. Whatever you need, whatever you want, Jerry. Um, you ain't getting urban Meyer. Uh, you know, I, the only guy that might want to do it is a Matt rule or, you know, the only guys that would be to give Jerry control. So I, I right. think that the, the list the is step up for them. 
there's like two or three names truly on that list that would ever work in Dallas, and that's because of Jerry. Like, I I just I right. don't see it happening. The Giants, to me, is probably the best job available. I think really? by, by I, far. I, I, I slightly disagree. Uh, for me, it's Carolina. For me, it's Carolina. And we could go back and forth on this, but I think a uh, the owner's going to spend money, right? Um, I think you got young position players there like McCaffrey, you know, uh, Samuel. You got Moore. no quarterback. And for me, but for me, the other thing that's important is look at that division. And I think Atlanta and Matt Ryan sunsetting. Drew Brees in New Orleans, walk, you know, could be almost done. Tampa, I don't buy into. And so I look at the rest of that division, and I think that's more prime and ready for the taking than, say, even a Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in New York with the NFC East. You don't have a quarterback, though. What? <laughs> so why would I, if offered the job between the Giants and Carolina, you think Carolina is more appealing than New York? I do. Absolutely. Uh- Absolutely. Absolutely. I would uh, I, I would definitely say you've got a stud running back that's going to be a stud running back in this league for the next five got to six years. Got that in Carolina, years. too. Got you've that in Carolina, got too. You've got the quarterback. You have infrastructure. You're not throwing you know, throwing crap against the wall to see what sticks. You're, setting, you're hitting the complete reset button in Carolina as opposed to New York. You've got draft picks coming up at the top of the board that you're going to be able to, you've got pieces on that team. I mean, you, you now it's just a matter of putting it together. And you have Dave Gettleman you, as your boss. No, but you know, Gettleman's on a leash. Let's be realistic here. Gettleman is on a leash. And if Gettleman is gone, there's a good reason. There's a good chance. You're going to pick who the next general manager is you, that owner in Carolina, uh, you're going to have 27 layers of management that you're going to have to answer to there. And, I and again, the NFC East is a much tougher task for the next five years. Is than it? The NFC is it? Is. What Absolutely. is tough about the NFC East? What? You got a quarterback in Philadelphia who can't stay healthy. Number one, you got total dysfunction in Dallas with Jerry and they can't seem to figure it out. And you've got the Redskins who the jury is still out on Haskins one way or the other. Plus, plus a totally new regime change in there. The the most stable organization in the East is the New York Giants. As crazy as that is, but it is. And at the South, I don't think that's true. I think Philly's a more stable organization. You talk about Roseman and how well they are run all the time, Joe. Right? Yes, Carson Wentz is injury prone at this point, but those are weird freak injuries as well. Okay, I think Philly is definitely a division that has never had a back-to-back winner in what twenty years, and you're going to tell me what that that it's somehow dominated. I think you you can't put back-to-back yeah. winners together. Nobody yeah. owns that division. Look at the South. We're going to be the quarterback of the South in two years, Joe. Yeah. Well, listen, I like the coaches in the South a hell of a lot better than I like what's going on in the East. Sean Payton being a problem. Sean Payton will be a winner no matter where he goes and no matter who is his quarterback. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare. What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? 
low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-230-8145. 800-230-8145. Again, that's 800-230-8145. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So it looks like we got a uh, looks like we got a bowl game here tonight, the Lending Tree Bowl. I can't even believe that uh, we still have a bowl game left, but yes, we do. Lending Tree Bowl, and uh, they love, I think, Alabama so much that they're going back there to play yet another uh, another bowl game here. As Louisiana Lafayette is taking on uh, Miami of Ohio. Uh, in, right. I believe, Mobile, Alabama, not Birmingham this time. Mobile. Last time they played a ball game here in Alabama last week, I think there was a uh, near flood that uh, right. uh, that almost took everybody out. So you've got a team in uh, Louisiana Lafayette who's a 14-point favorite over Miami of Ohio. The, the number seems to be coming down. But you guys may recall Lafayette's this team that, you know, do they, they put up 60 points, you know, 50, 60 points all day. One of the best rushing think baltimore ravens and that's kind of what you got here with this team they they have guys that got run that can you know can have 200 yards a piece uh, on the ground they are that good however miami has got a really good defense you know another mac team here that's one of the best defensive teams in the mac so it comes down to offense versus defense and who do you trust more in this game i see a lot of people laying the two touchdowns Wow, that's really? a big number, man. That, that is, is a big, big That's I get it, but, you know, do you trust? And neither of these teams have played in over a month. So right. what's got a better shot of winning out, defense or rhythm on offense? I, I, I think there's probably more value in the total here than trying to figure out if this team can blow anybody out because you know what happens. 14 points is always that room for a backdoor cover. Interception, what? fumble, and, yeah, that's a – that's a tough. This game is at 7:30 tonight too, so it's not an afternoon game. So you guys do have some opportunities to uh, to see what happens last minute in the market. But the, I do see it looks like the total is coming down here a little bit. So uh, both of these teams can play defense. Maybe the defense wins out. I'm probably going to mm. back the under in this game because I don't trust teams that are coming off a month layoff yeah. to all of a sudden light it up on offense. Yeah, I agree with you. And this is not like the national championship game, which is this late. And you understand that these are low-level teams that had the holidays, too. Like, are they in shape? Are they ready? Are they ready to hit the round running? How focused? I'll take the under with you, Joe. I'm with you. I like the under in that game. Yep. Yeah, no, they're not going to be lighting it up for 70 points. That's next Monday, a week from today. Right. So we'll we'll dive into those uh, those games. Right, exactly. (laughs) We'll get you ready. Good luck tonight with the games. We'll be back tomorrow. 